Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Nightmare KR back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, man, <laughs> I'm doing this podcast because, folks, I will be going for the weekend, going to see my pops. So I'm definitely going to be uh, getting out this uh, crypto and, and Xbox podcast uh, today. It will be available tonight around 11.59 p.m., 9.59 p.m. Pacific, and then we will do the independent news tonight as well, and that will be out on, uh, we're going to say, we're going to make it for Sunday at around the same time, 11.59 p.m., 9.59 p.m. Pacific, so we'll be doing that because I'll be gone this weekend, folks, and yes, the great news, folks, I will be returning to work on November 5th, so November 5th, I will be back at work, I did get clearance from my doctor to for me to go back to work, so everything is fine, and the kinks, still going to be seeing my doctor more often, but yes, I got my letter yesterday in the mail, so I can return to work, so I'm super excited, folks, I'm super happy, can't wait to get back to work, and yeah, it's going to be freaking awesome, but uh, anyway, folks, let's get into the Bitcoin and altcoin freaking markets here, give me just a second. I picked the wrong website. Other than that, folks, everything's been peasy peasy. But anyway, let's get into these prices. So we got Bitcoin, BTC at $28,669.29. We have Ethereum, $1,564.99. We have Tether, $0.99. We have BNB, $210.43. XRP at $0.48. USDC at $0.99, Lido Stake Ether at $1,563.63. We have Solana at $25.23. We have Cardano at $0.24. We have Dogecoin at a nickel. Trons at $0.08. Tonecoins at $2.11. Polygon at $0.51. Polkadot $3.65. We have Rap BTC at $28,750.54. We have Litecoin $61.48. We have Bitcoin Cash, $231.30. Chainlink, $7.37. We have Shiba Inu, $675 million and one penny. We have Dai at $0.99. Leo Token, $3.73. True USD at $0.99. Avalanche, $9.02. Uniswap, $3.91. We have Stellar at $0.10. We have Monero, $150.84. We have OKB, $43.95. Ethereum Classic, $14.78. We have BUSD at a dollar. Cosmo Hub at $6.22. We have Adara at four pennies. Filecoin, $3.16. Kronos at a nickel. Internet Computer, $2.99. Lido Dow, $1.48. Maker, $1,391.62. Uh, QNT, $85.38. Aptos, $5.01 penny. V chains at a penny. Optimism a dollar eighteen cent. Mantle thirty two cents. Abatron seventy seven cents. Caspa is at four dollars. Near protocols at ninety seven cents. Ave sixty four dollars and fourteen cents. Rocket pool ETH is at one thousand seven three dollars and eighty cents. Bitcoin Satoshi Vision forty three dollars thirty four cents. Stacks fifty five cents. White Bitcoin five dollars and twenty eight cents. Crypto Paul coin. Is at 0.00236942. Renders at a dollar ninety-five. USDD ninety-nine cents. The graph 
seven cents. Injective, $8.49 cents. Algorand rounds out the top 55 at eight cents. So there you go, folks. Those are your top 55 cryptos. We have 10,450 coins. Exchanges, 895. The market cap went up to 1.1 trillion. Uh, Bitcoin's dominance is at 50% now. Ethereum's at 16.6%. BTC's dominance is at 49.5%. We're going to round it up to 50 cents. The gas fees for Ethereum is not available at the moment. Unfucking believable. You can't you can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film, broke folks. I think Ethereum is broken. Um, let's see what the mean pool is right now in BTC. So right now, the no priority is four stats per V byte. Low and medium priority is four stats per V byte. High priority is five stats per V bytes. Um, there's twenty four thousand three hundred transactions that are unconfirmed. Um, the average block time is at nine point four minutes, and everything's been looking peasy peasy right now on the on chain stuff right now, folks. Uh, looks like my computer is completely frozen at the moment. So right now, there's 63,615 channels on Lightning, 5,435.21 BTC, um, $155,903, I mean $155,903,446. Um, the average fee rate is at 67 PPM. The average base fee is 868 millisats. It's pretty tiny. You talk about millisats. So yeah, folks. Pretty, pretty small. Pretty, pretty small there. But yes, folks, let's dive into the Bitcoin and altcoin news again. Uh, next podcast, I will be trying out the Bitcoin only and Xbox only news podcast. We'll see how that goes. So let's kick it off, folks, with Lightning. Yes, my favorite network of all. Fuck Visa, fuck MasterCard's uh, network. What is Bitcoin Lightning Network use cases, concerns, and more? So let's dive into this. So Lightning Network, just in case you folks don't know, is a layer two solution addressing Bitcoin scalability issues, enhancing transaction speed, and reducing costs. Lightning Network enables off-chain transactions, offering energy-effective micropayments and millions of transactions per second. Lightning Network operates through payment channels, allowing instant cost-effective transactions independent of Bitcoin's network. It eliminates the need for direct pairing between users, maintaining privacy and for familiar Bitcoin addresses. Lightning enhances Bitcoin scalability, enables swift micropayments and addresses environmentally concerns promoting sustainability for all you green greenies out there. Concerns include the risk of centralized hubs, closed channel fraud, transaction fees vulnerable to hacks and potential malice attacks. Robust security measures and proactive risk management protocols are crucial for m mitigating these concerns. To get started, choosing a Lightning-compatible wallet based on preference and experience level. Custodial wallets like Strike and Blue Water offer uh, simple, while non-custodial wallets like Moon and Breeze provide greater control but require careful private key management. The Lightning Network presents a promising future for Bitcoin despite vulnerabilities with the potential to make Bitcoin more accessible, faster, and more affordable for widespread adoption. So let's jump into this article, folks. So understanding Lightning Network. The Lightning Network stands as a crucial layer 2 solution developed atop the Bitcoin network. By resolving Bitcoin's long-standing scalable issue, 
The Lightning Network addresses the transaction speed and cost issue, hindering its use for everyday payment. The theoretical maximum number of Bitcoin transit per second hovers around 10, but the actual number usually falls between 3 and 7. In comparison, traditional payment processes like Visa handle an average of 6,000 transactions per second, indicating the pressing need for Bitcoin scalability enhancements. Moreover, the fluctuating transaction fees, which sometimes escalate to significant levels, impede Bitcoin's main street adoption for everyday microtransactions. Originally envisioned as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, Bitcoin narrative has evolved over the years with its predominant use shifting towards a digital store value, aka to gold. The core design of Bitcoin Network, which relies on achieving consistency through mining, has led to development of Lightning Network as a solution to enhance transaction speed, reduce costs, aligning more closely with Satoshi Nakamoto's original vision. How the Lightning Network operates. So the Lightning Network is fundamentally based on the concepts of payment channels initially envisioned by Satoshi Nakamoto. It establishes peer-to-peer payments between two parties, revolutionizing Bitcoin transactions. These channels provide the framework for nearly instant and cost-effective transactions independent of Bitcoin's network, making it ideal for microtransactions such as buying a cup of coffee. Channel creation and transact. The pair initially locks a specific amount of Bitcoin on the Lightning Network to create a payment channel. Once the Bitcoin is secured, the recipient can invoice various amounts. If the payer wishes to maintain the channel openness, they can continue adding Bitcoin. Both parties within a Lightning Network channel can seamlessly transact with each other. Channel transaction differs. Unlike regular Bitcoin transactions, which each transaction is uh, processed individually on the blockchain, when the two parties open and subsequently closes a channel, the updates are recorded solely on the primary blockchain. This mechanism permits both parties to transfer funds indefinitely without constant interaction with the main blockchain. So moving on, folks, nodes and routing transactions. So the Lightning Network is structured by connecting individual payment channels between the relevant parties. This interconnected network allows Lightning nodes to route transactions between users effectively. Unlike on the primary blockchain, where every transaction requires the approval of all nodes, Lightning transactions are processed more swiftly as they don't necessitate unanonymous validations. Closing the channel. When both parties opt to conclude their transactions, the channel is closed. At this point, all transactions within the channel are consolidated into a single transaction, which is then substituted to the Bitcoin main chain for recording. This consolidation process significantly reduces the validation burden on nodes, streamlines the transaction confirmation, preventing small transactions from obstructing more significant ones. Network flexibility and privacy. So the light network is ingeniously eliminating the need for direct pairings between all users. For example, if user A has a channel and user B and user C has a channel with user B, but not user A, funds can still effectively transfer among all network participation participants. The Lightning Network operates with address that resemble traditional Bitcoin address, offering a user-friendly and familiar payment experience. Users can close their payment channels and settle their final balance on the core Bitcoin blockchain at any time. The Bitcoin network operates more effectively because only the opening and closing of payment channels are recorded on the primary blockchain. Furthermore, 
Lightning Network Transit can be more private than Layer 1 Transit since the transit on since the transactions on the primary block are publicly visible. And that is true. I can I can attest to that because I use the Lightning Network pretty much every single day. Practically application of the Lightning Network. Lightning Network has introduced several key events over the native Bitcoin blockchain, allowing various practical applications within the cryptocurrency ecosystem. So one of them is enhanced scalability. Addressing the persistent scalability challenge, the Lightning Network employs on an ingenious approach by transferring transit off the primary blockchain by ensuring the preservation of security and anonymity. This approach enhances the scalability of Bitcoin's network. Transacts are handled in layer two blocks, accelerating the overall network speed and effectiveness. Lightning Network can handle 1 million transactions per second. Swift Micropayments, the Lightning Network facility, Rapid Micropayments, a critical feature for the evolution of Web3 application, especially in areas like gaming. Compared to the Bitcoin blockchain, the Lightning Network allows for smaller transaction outputs, paving the way for seamless and swift micropayments essential for enhancing the usability of blockchain. Transaction effective and low fees. The Lightning Network capability to enable micropayments as exceptionally low transaction fees fosters a more cost-effective and competitive environment, preventing the loss of market share to rival blockchain platforms. Addressing environmental concerns. This is for you greenies out there. Recognize the significant of energy consumption in cryptocurrency, the Lightning Network reduces the energy demand associated with transaction processing, moving a subliminal proportion of transactions off the Bitcoin blockchain contributes to a notable reduce in overall energy footprint. Bingo. Understanding the Lightning Network concerns. According to the experts, despite Lightning Network's ability to address many of Bitcoin's inherent challenges, several notable concerns warrant careful consideration within the crypto currency community. Centralization. The rapid adoption of Lightning Network nodes could inadvertently lead to establishing centralized hubs within the network. This replicates the convenient hub and spoke model seen in the existing financial system, including the potential for several, I mean, for similar issues of centralization and control within the cryptocurrency ecosystem. That is a problem. Closed channel fraud. One of the critical uh, risk associated with Lightning Network usage is possible of fraudulent channel closures. This occurs when a participant dishonestly closes a payment channel, leading to unauthorized retrieval of the initial deposit. Implementing Watchtower's nodes to prevent fraudulent activity becomes crucial for ensuring the network integrity and security. Fee structure. Transaction fees within the Lightning Network encompasses various components, including routing, charges, channel opening and closing fees, and standard Bitcoin transaction fee. Additionally, introducing third-party watchtowers often charging additional fees for their monitoring service contributes to the overall cost burden associated with the Lightning Network transactions. Vulnerability to hacks. The Lightning Network remains vulnerable to potential hacks and security breaches despite its innovative design. Payment channels, wallets, and application program interface APIs are all susceptible points that could be Exploited by malice actors seeking to compromise the network integrity and users' funds. Risk of malice attack. Congestion introduced by malice attacks poses another sub subliminal threat to the Lightning Network stability. If payment channels become congested, potential delays in fund withdrawals may expose users to heightened risk of fund theft 
especially in the event of network freezes caused by a denial of service attack. Considering the above factor, if you wish to go forward with the lightning, you could do so by following the below steps. So here are the steps, folks, if you want to go forward with lightning. First of all, choose a lightning compatible wallet, where it's custodial, non-custodial. Custodial wallets are simple, like Stripe, Blue Wallet, Wallet Satoshi. Um, non-custodial wallet, like Moon Wallet, Breeze, Phoenix, or Zap. You are in full control of your private keys and your funds. And then last but not least, embracing lightning, the Lightning Network. So the Lightning Network addresses long-standing challenges associated with Bitcoin speed and cost effectiveness, offering a seamless and cost-effective way to transact to be handled through microchannels. Despite its transformable potential, it is imperative to achieve the Lightning Network is not immune to vulnerabilities. Concerns such as replication of hub and spoke model, closed-channel fraud hacks, and malice attacks underscore the necessary for Caution, implementations, and robust security measures. Nonetheless, the Lightning Network remains a hope for a widespread adoption of Bitcoin in everyday transactions. It promises to make Bitcoin more accessible, faster, more affordable, revolutionize the landscape for business owners, investors, and all individuals keen on embracing the future of digital currency. The Lightning Network has shown notable growth in the recent time with its rise over 1,200% in the last two years. A total price of 6.6 million routed Transactions were recorded by the Lightning Network in August 2023, an increase from the 503,000 transactions observed in August 2021, according to Rivers Bitcoin-only exchange data. So there you go, folks. Lightning is growing. It is still being worked on, so we can fix all that mouse attack and stuff like that, centralization and all that. But anyway, folks, let me know what you think about that article. Moving on. So crypto analysts predicts Bitcoin price could drop 50% below 2023's peak. So the king of cryptocurrency continues to hover around 28,500 despite the fake ETF news. Losses have been limited. However, according to to a prediction shared by Rion analyst Cohen these days may not be good yet. The expert who draws attention to the historic price trend mentioned by many experts made a frightening prediction. So crypto prediction. In a recent interview with Scott, Cohen discussed the historic roadmap of the king of cryptocurrency. Different analysts have been saying the same thing, that the price could experience double-digit losses within six months before the halving. According to the crypto commentator, the price of Bitcoin could drop as much as 50% below the 2023 peak. This was previously calculated as 60% of its all-time high in previous cycles. However, Cohen seemed to have made this new prediction because the price is already extremely low. He said the following during the program. Look. The thing we've always seen in the last cycle is everyone saying Bitcoin is running towards the block reward having. I've seen this for a, for the last few cycles. Everyone talks about it, and what normally happens is the is that the price of Bitcoin gets cut in half before the block reward having happens, and then people say, "Oh, that's what the having meant." In the last cycle, we had already dropped fifty percent even before the pandemic hit, and this drop started in the summer. Go back to the previous cycle. We had a drop that started in the summer and dropped 50% before the real bull market started. So I'm still looking and some and some people say it's not dropping today. How do we know it's not dropping? How do we know it's not just a lower top and still part of that 50% drop? It could happen again. If Cohen is right, this could result in losses well above 50% for altcoins. Moreover, the recent sell-off for altcoins heading towards ATL levels 
would mean losses up to 99% from the peak. Bitcoin and crypto commentators, the main motivation for Cohen and other analysts expecting a decline is the drying up of liquidity. The Fed's balance sheet is shrinking and interest rates are rising. As investors shift to less risky alternatives, the cheap money flowing into crypto is evaporating day by day. My concern with Bitcoin is also that liquidity is leaving the altcoin market. The purchasing power of these altcoins is decreasing and at some point I think it will affect Bitcoin. Look at the total market cap. If a lot of new money is entering this space, why is the total market cap the same as it was in February or August of 2022? So folks, very interesting stuff here by Cohen. Um, I think he's right. Uh, I could see another drop. I, I did say there is going to be a pullback. Like I said, I am bears through the whole year of 2023 for Bitcoin and altcoins, but uh, especially for Bitcoin, I'm very bearish this year. Um, and that's good for me. It's good for me. For me as a bear right now in 2023, this is great news. Why? Because that means I get to stack more Satoshis at a cheaper price. So I'm fine with it. If it goes down 50, if it goes down 50%, I'm backing up the fucking truck. Folks, I'll put $4,000 in Bitcoin and fucking buy a shit ton of Satoshi. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking, man, because I know at some point, you know, me stacking all these Satoshis is going to pay off in the future. And yes, I still use the Lightning Network at least once a day, folks, every single day, because I don't like Visa or MasterCard. Uh, I don't like people having control of my money, as you've seen online, folks, on Twitter. Well, that woman went to Wells Fargo and she can't withdraw money. They're telling her to go to the goddamn, go to the drive-thru. It's absolutely disgusting. If you haven't seen that video, please check it out. But anyway, folks, moving on. More Bitcoin news. So analysts warns investors Bitcoin is ready to make a big move. So popular Bloomberg analyst warns investors that Bitcoin, BTC, is about to make a major move. Here's a critical warning to investors from experts. Bloomberg analyst Bitcoin comment. Bloomberg Intelligence senior macro cryptocurrency analyst Mike McGlone told his followers on social media platform X that the leading cryptocurrency is stuck in a narrow range between moving averages and this indicates volatility in the near future. The expert analyst st stated the following in his comment. There are risks of a brief cleanup on the morning of October 16th. Bitcoin range of 25,000 to 29,000 is narrowing. Bitcoin, which is stuck between 50 and 100 week moving average as an annual volatility reaches a new low, is ready to move as much as possible. B big move in BTC. According to the expert and analyst McGlone, BTC is expected to make a big move. The only question for investors is in which direction the movement will be. The analyst pointed out that the possibility of BTC collapsing downward is higher rather than recovering. The analyst stated the following about the subject. This is a directive issue and my tendency is down. With the highest liquidity measure and federal fund futures within a year, using a prerequisite for this liquidity indicate to turn positive is for Bitcoin to fall. If the high speculation crypto leading in there can remain above the downward spiral sloping 100 week average, it may indicate the appetite for risk, inflation, and further constraints on central banks. The cryptocurrency analysts also discussed the possible effects of the Federal Reserve moves on Bitcoin and finally said the following. This situation may still be part of a lose-lose scenario for risk assets, depending on the trends in the latter stages of the economic cycle that the Fed is still tightening. 
Bitcoin volatility, which indicates a broad relaxation of the market, is about 2.8 times higher as of October 13, 2023, compared to 500 and above 1.9 times the lowest level in the fourth quarter of 2020. So there you go, folks. I mean, whew. A lot of bears right now. A lot of bears, folks. A lot of bears in Bitcoin. So I'm not the only one. So there's nothing wrong with being a bear in 2023. The data shows that. So moving on to some Ethereum news. So Ethereum, tokenized real-world assets market to hit $10 trillion by 2030. 21.co projects can RWAs power Ethereum to multi-trillion dollar market cap. Let's get into some altcoin news, folks. And again, next week, I will only be doing Bitcoin and Xbox news, folks. So stay tuned for that next week. The market capitalization of tokenized real-world assets, RAWs, I mean RWAs, could balloon to as much as $10 trillion by the end of the decade in a bullish scenario, argued digital asset management company 21.co in a recent release report. Even in a bearish scenario, the market cap of tokenized RWAs will still reach $3.5 trillion before 2030, 21.co pro- projected. The market cap of tokenized RWAs was last around $116 billion, with USD peg stablecoins accounting for around 97% of this. Around 60% of all tokenized RWAs currently in existence are issued on the Ethereum blockchain, which remains the most widely used layer 1 protocol in decentralized finance, non-fungible token, and Web3 world. These digital, these digital dollars mark the first successful tokenized implementation according to 21.co. USD pegged stablecoins like Tether, USDT, and Circles USDC allow crypto users to transfer an asset that almost exactly approximates the real value of an actual US dollar to one another in a permissionless, censorship-resistant, borderless, and near-instant manner. Both cryptocurrencies are backed one-to-one with real US dollars or liquid equivalent sats in bank accounts controlled by Tether and Circle. 21.co noted rapid growth in other areas of asset tokenization, pointing to the 450, 450% growth rate seen in the tokenized U.S. government bond market, which has been aided by the fact that U.S. bond yields have risen to multiple decade highs this year. RWAs, the Convergence of TradFi and crypto. The convergence between crypto and traditional asset class, including fiat currency, equities, government bonds, real estate, is experiencing an unprecedented growth, 21.co noted in its report. As the crypto sector matures more and more, traditional institutions will build their own products on top of blockchain, the analysts argue. And I agree with that 100%. It just won't be Bitcoin, folks. Through this tradition, crypto will increasingly Integrate with existing financial software and bring RWAs on chain via tokenization. Regulatory barriers and a potential lack of standardized processes are among us the factors that 21.co thinks could slow the growth and adoption of tokenized RWAs. Tokenized RWAs to power Ether to multi trillion dollar market cap. And let's go into this real quick. Assuming blockchains like Ethereum are able to maintain a dominant position as a place to issue tokenized RWAs, this could this could 
subliminally bolstered the demand for Ether in the years ahead. Ether is the native token of the Ethereum blockchain is used to pay gas fees that power transaction blockchain activity. Ether's market cap was a was last around 188 billion, around three times more than the 60 billion in tokenized asset currently issued directly on its blockchain. But if by 2030 the blockchain hosted 60% of 10 trillion in tokenized real world assets, it wouldn't be out of the question to see Ether become multi trillion dollar asset, potentially even rivaling gold market cap, which has last around 12.8 trillion. That being said, Ether has been performing poorly recently, down over 6% on a month and overly 25% lower since this year's high. Weak demand for the recent launch Ether Futures ETF in the U.S. and weak on-chain activity that has seen the Ether supply turn inflationary once again are two factors explaining recent weak performance. Falling yields on state ETH last at around 3.5 APY at the time when U.S. bond yields are rising the 10-year is above 4.8 is another structural headwinds. While still relatively high transaction fees and relatively slow transaction times continue to act as a barrier to adoption, Ether was last trading in the $1,570 range. With bears eyeing a break below a key long-term support in the low 1500s, that could open the door to drop towards the sub-$1,400 mark from March from March's lows of 2023, folks. So, folks, Ethereum, could it be, could it be $10 trillion market cap by 2030? I don't know, folks. I really don't know. I really don't know. It's very interesting news by Ethereum, though. I don't know. I mean, in seven years' time, man, we may be looking back at this article and saying, you know what? Ethereum was going to be the dominant player in the freaking crypto space. You know, we will see in the next seven years, folks. We will see. But moving on to Shiba Inu. So Shiba Inu Whale makes record $4.5 trillion move, fueling investor excitement. So Shiba Inu, folks, a massive $4.5 trillion Shiba Inu token transfer recently sent shockwaves through the cryptocurrency market, reignite interest in SHIB among large investors, the record Breaking transactions, one of the largest this month, has stimulated discussions about the potential implementations for the token's future trajectory. In response to this significant move, SHIB value experienced a modest uptick, currently standing at 0.00007121. The associated trading volume surged to an impressive 102, $102,656,458, showcasing a renewed Investor interest in the Shiba Inu project. Analysts have been quick to speculate on the motive driving the colossal transfer. They suggest that the well may be leveraging their existing ship holdings for immediate gains, reflecting their unwavering confidence in the long-term potential of the mean cryptocurrency. Controversially, there are indicators that the transfer might be part of a strategic endeavor to uh, for forte the security measures surrounding the ship holdings or to prepare for the future trades highlighting the whales intentions to hold the token for an extended period furthermore there is a growing belief that the whales actually could sniff a deliberate accumulation of additional ship indicating a positive outlook on the token's undervalued potential and its anticipated surge in the days to come this extra 
extraordinary event has injected a fresh wave of excitement in the SHIB market, paving the way for increased liquidity and potential fostering an environmental environment of heightened volatility, which could prove beneficial for investors eyeing short-term profits. So there you go, folks, in the SHIB community. Congratulations, you have a well that bought 4.5 trillion more SHIB. That is absolutely insane. Now, moving on, folks. Is Ripple Lab the next Amazon? Whoa. Crypto experts draw similarities. So let's get into this. So in a recent video, crypto expert Jason Friedman, host of a chain of blocks YouTube channel, uh, channel suggests blockchain payment service company Ripple Labs is modeling its business after that of American tech giant Amazon. Friedman ref- referenced a 1999 late night interview where Jeff Bezos explained why Amazon had not reported profits in previous years. Bezos said most of the company's profit go into reinvesting in other aspects of the company and what he referred to as a long term plans. Friedman drew similarities between Bezos' statement and that of Ripple Labs Chief Executive Officer Brad Garland at the Token 2049 conference in Singapore. When he, when asked about the profitability of Ripple at the conference, Garland stated that the focus for the company is not profitability, but where the business will be in later years. The CEO continued that while liquidity, market volatility, and several of macro factors have affected the crypto ecosystem, he believed. Crypto is a technology that will live in the future. We are going to continue to invest, hire more people, acquire more companies because I believe in where the world is going, Garland House said. Elsewhere, Friedman also speculated that the next crypto frenzy could be about the integration of real world assets. I just got done talking about that. Gallants pointed to the statement of David Schwartz, Ripple CTO, in a recent interview on the advantages of real world assets on XRP Ledger. In the interview, Schwartz said he believes that XRPL will be a good platform to support real-world assets tokenization. He continued that the platform's low fees, cross-portabilities, ease of moving funds will entice users. He said he also said the proximity to many assets will make transactions convenient. Meanwhile, Hong Kong Crypto Index uh, creator recently ditched USDC for XRP, along with other changes. The development adds to a slew of growth and adoption of XRP following the regulatory clarity on its security status in the U.S. And folks, I'm getting hungry. So we're going to try to hurry this up because I am starving. So last but not least, folks, last crypto story today, we're going to talk about Dogecoin. Some massive Dogecoin, Dogecoin transfer to Coinbase sparks speculation. Uh-oh. So a whale-sized transfer of popular meme coin, cryptocurrency Dogecoin, has caught the attention of crypto community. According to blockchain tracker Whaler, an anonymous wallet moved 110 million Dogecoin. Let me say that again. A wallet moved 110 million Doge worth around 6.1 million to leading U.S. exchange Coinbase on February 5th. The massive transaction comes as a Dogecoin hovers near... Five cents down significantly from its all-time high of 73 cents last year. Some analysts believe Doge may be primed for a new bull run towards the psychologically important dollar level if it can hold key support. Dogecoin is approaching a large multi-year triangle pattern. Crypto trader Ali Martinez noted that Dogecoin is approaching the apex of a large multi-year triangle pattern. 
He advises traders to watch the 0.0482 support level closely for signs of weakness that could lead to new lows. The transfer itself did not immediately impact Doge's price. Meanwhile, the official Dogecoin Twitter account recently urged community members to withdraw Doge from centralized platforms, citing the common phrase, not your keys, not your coins. They advise using self-custody wallets instead, and I would agree with that. The warning follows similar guidance from Bitcoin advocate Samsung Mao to secure holdings and personal wallets. Crypto projects often encourage such custody to reduce counterparty risk. I agree with that as well. While the motivation behind the mega Dogecoin transfer is unknown, it has brought renewed attention to the long-running meme coins as investors evaluate both its price outlook and the team's caution about holding on exchanges. The coming weeks may determine whether Doge can break its current its current FUD. So there you go, folks. Dogecoin. Major transfer to Coinbase. That's a lot. That's a lot of Dogecoin. $6.1 billion? That's a lot. I think it was $6.1. $6.1 billion, right over that million. Let me see. No, $6.1 million. $6.1 million. That's a lot of money, man. God damn. You spend it on a meme coin? Woo. Woo. That's a lot. Anyway, moving on, folks. Let's get into that Xbox news. So we got Forza Motorsport Update 1.0 now live here on the full patch notes. Let's get into them. So we got stability, progression, progression, graphics, multiplayer, liver editor, tracks, physics, tuning setup, accessibility, accessibility, replay, and cars. So pretty much... General stability improvements with fixes or various crashes. Uh, faced a crash that could occur in the Builders Cup career mode. After upgrading car, entering open practice in the Fox Body Challenge race on Watkins Glen. Fixed a crash that could occur on Grand Oak Club circuit during a cinematic when entering open practice for the third race of the Builders Cup into series. And I did see all of these bugs, folks. I had these issues as well, so I'm glad they did update. Um, we have progression, adjust car part, unlock levels to increase player upgrade options at lower car levels. Most car parts should now be unlocked within a single Builders Cup series. Um, improvements to ensure car affinity, manufacturer reward discounts are unlocked when intended. Once a player reaches car level 50 in a car on retrospect brand, progression fixes the issue that will cause players to lose gameplay process. I did not experience that graphics visit issue when entering exiting the video menu in game result in black levels being sublimely raised, creating a washout look. Then they had some fix on multiplayer, fix the exploiting feature multiplayer, where in specific scenarios a player could post impossible lap times onto the qualifying leaderboards by entering qualifying directory from a practice session, resolve an issue where at times incorrect safety rating and driver skill. Ratings were used for matchmaking, fixed an issue where control of the car wouldn't be handled back to the player upon exiting the pits and featuring multiplayer and beginning a solo race and free play, fixed an issue that prevented players from downloading and saving another player's lever while in private multiplayer pre-race. So what is that? So that's the lever editor all platforms facing on the 2016 Ford uh, number 68 Ford Racing GT. 
fixed an issue on 2018 Porsche 911 GTR uh, GT2 RS where strip uh, the coils would not correctly line up between the hood, roof, and wing. Fisted crash intercountering all the coils while, when importing a layer group for a previous Forza game and then attempting to apply a vinyl shape. Fix some tracks, physics. But anyway, folks, you can read the rest of this article on your own. Let's get into Phil Spencer real quick. Then I have some closing comments and I'm going to get the hell out of here because I am hungry. So Phil Spencer welcomes PlayStation. Call of Duty fans confirm no Xbox exclusive content, at least not yet. So the head of Phil Spencer, I mean, so the head of Xbox, excuse me, Phil Spencer has been talking a bit about Call of Duty plans in today's interview on the official Xbox podcast, including what PlayStation player can expect from the franchise in the future. As he said before, Spencer reiterated that he wants PlayStation fans to feel part of Call of Duty community. Same with PC and eventually Nintendo. And the goal is for 100% parity across all platforms when it comes to content. Yeah, fucking right. For Call of Duty players on PlayStation and in the future Nintendo, I want you to feel 100% part of the community. I don't want you to feel like their content you're missing out on. Their skin you're missing out. Their's timing you're missing out on. That's not the goal. I want the Call of Duty nation to feel supported across all platforms. Spencer also talked a bit about the PlayStation exclusive Call of Duty content that we've seen over the past few years pointing out that even the recent Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 beta was a tiny exclusive for PlayStation only, and ultimately criticizing it as not being beneficial for the game itself or the Call of Duty community. We've been on the other side of some of, the, some of those skins and times. Even this beta wasn't on Xbox the first week. I just don't think that helps the community. I don't think that helps the game. I will agree. So there you go. No real... Uh, revelations here, but it's good to know that the Call of Duty will be ditching the time exclusive content in the future and will remain a key focus for PlayStation and PC along with Nintendo at the same time. So, folks, there you go. There's some Call of Duty news for you, folks. But my closing comments is, folks, next week we are definitely going to test out the Bitcoin only and Xbox only podcast. We're going to try it out for a little bit. Episode or two, see how that goes, see if you people like it. Uh, definitely give me feedback on that. Um, and if you don't like it, we will go back to the format I had, Bitcoin and altcoin stories along with along with Xbox News. But let me know, folks. Definitely hit me up on Twitter. I will put my tag in the description below, so make sure you look in the description below, folks, for my Twitter handle. And you guys can hit me up in my DMs. Let me know what you think. Uh, and you ladies out there and you LGBT that listen to my podcast, make sure to spread the news, folks. Again, this podcast will be out tonight at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time, 9.59 p.m. Pacific. I mean, 8.59 p.m. Pacific. And we will get this out to you, folks. Again, I will be gone this week. I will be visiting my father, spending time with him over the weekend. So no podcast this weekend. So this will go out tonight um, so you guys can hear the podcast. And then the independent news will go out Sunday, folks, uh, around the same time, 11.59 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, 8.59 p.m. Pacific. And uh, I will go ahead. I mean, I won't get this podcast out tonight. Excuse me. I apologize. What I want to say is this will go out Friday night. And then the independent news podcast that I recorded that will go out Sunday. 
So Friday, this podcast will go live 11.59 Eastern Standard Time, 8.59 p.m. Pacific Time. And then the independent news podcast I record tonight will go out on Sunday night, 11.59 p.m. Eastern, 8.59 Pacific. This is your boy, Nightmare Chaos. Signing off, folks. Have a good one. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. And yes, your boy, Nightmare Chaos, is back at work November 5th, 2023. Let's go, baby. It is freaking the holiday season, and I get all that overtime, folks, plus that freaking dollar uh, increase. On my paycheck, I know inflation is killing my paycheck, but it is what it is. I will be able to buy more Satoshis, so that is awesome. And I will be able to use the Lightning Network even more, which is freaking great, in a non-custodial way. But anyway, folks, I'm signing off. Peace. I'm going to eat some lunch, and I will holla at y'all next week. Peace.